Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real brides looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. Today on the show, we discuss wedding day expectations versus reality. Does social media help or hinder your wedding planning journey? And how realistic are all those styled shoots? Can you actually achieve the same greatness for your wedding day? Hi, Andy. How are you? Hello. I'm good today. How are you? I'm just I'm really good. struggling setting my microphone up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's a Friday. It's hot. It's really this hot. This week's been really good, really progressive, which has been nice. So it's been good. How well, you, how's um, your week been? Yeah, good. I'm pretty much finishing up work and having my baby shower next week so you're allowed 50 people um outdoors in uh victoria so yeah planning my baby shower which is really exciting um didn't think that i was ever going to be able to have one oh my gosh not not a month ago um and yesterday i got milked By a lactation consultant, so that's been my week. I just oh my gosh, that's gonna yeah, be the highlight, I think, for antenatal week. expressing. If anyone's done that before, but um, I feel like a lot of probably brides will potentially, if they want to, have children after this. So sometimes yeah. it's good to give them a bit of an insight <laughs> about what's about to happen. But um, yeah, I was sitting there like topless, boobs out. Being milked by this, by like yeah, it was great. Consultant, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, you do. You lose I just sat all there your. And I thought uh, things are going to get worse, so <laughs> people are going to see way more <laughs> than just your people boobs. are about to see way more. So um, yeah, I've got so many beauty appointments lined up next week. Once I go on mat leave, I'm getting my hair done, waxing, mm. um, eyebrows, eyelashes. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Everything. Just everything. everything. I look like Hagrid from Harry Potter at the moment. So Far from it. Yeah. I'm you really feel it. it. It's one of those things, isn't it? Once everything reopened, it's like, okay, I need to fix everything that I have not fixed for the last yeah. eight months. But you're going to come out just feeling toes, it. Oh my God, nails. Everything. Yep. So Gross. can't wait. And we just finished, um, well, we're in the middle of it. Sorry, haven't finished. But the undoing with Nicole Kidman mm. and Hugh Grant. Yes, we were just talking about yeah, this offline. Which is really good if anyone needs a new series. Um, it's on Foxtel. I'm sure you could probably download it somewhere yeah. else. Um, but really, lo- it's only like five or six episodes, um, but it's really good. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. So yeah. I'm excited to get a minute alone. Yeah, and I started um, Queen Gambit, which I'm thoroughly Ooh. enjoying as well. Have you watched The Crown? Yeah. I, Did you like it? I've watched two seasons of it and yeah. I, I feel like I don't know enough about like the politics and the... Mm. You know, I don't like all that stuff's a bit lost on me, like the yeah. Margaret Thatcher and yeah. stuff. I, I'm really not familiar with any of that. Yeah. I get a bit um, annoyed by the royal family and their um, um, just them. So I don't know if I'd like it. Yeah, because I just don't like them yeah. as a collective, which is very <laughs> judgmental. So let's not go there. Okay. Make well, it my trolled. week. Do you know what my week? I was not milked this week. Um, <laughs> so my week was a lot I less dull. <laughs> No, been there, done that. But um, this week was just really focused on um, we've got an incredible wedding of 30 people, so a really intimate one in January. And so that we were just finalising. Was that always what they'd planned to do? No, so they've postponed. They're having their wedding that they'd planned on their first year anniversary and then they're doing a beautiful 
um, bridal party and partners dinner with their um, parents on their actual wedding day. So they're still getting married, but we were just purchasing trees and uh, (laughs) getting inscriptions done on acrylics and all the fun things. So it's exciting to be back into it a little bit, which was really nice. And I've actually been watching um, the Harry Kubert affair. Oh, Harry Kubert. Kubert, (laughs) Kubert. Yes, I have. Um, That's actually a really good book. I'm not – oh, is it a book? Yeah, (gasps) if you can pause and stop it and read the book. read the book book instead. That that would be my top five books I've ever read. Really? Yeah, it's The Affair of Harry Kubert. Yeah. Yeah, it's – So it's all about – so, well, I don't know what the book is about, but the series is about – from the perspective of his like young protege yeah, who comes in to try and solve the mystery, I haven't finished it, so don't tell me anything. The book's more. excellent, really. Yeah, mm, I'll have to download it. Yeah, it I reckon it's one of my favorite books I've ever read, and I yeah. actually didn't think the series was that great compared. Really? I only watched maybe two episodes. I probably <gasps> should go back to it, but I think because I'd read the read book. the book, the books are always better. Um, I think. Yeah. Ooh. That would be my top, one of my favourite books I've read, The, oh the God, Affair I'm of Harry Kabar. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Okay, I'm going to have to I was I'm ca- um, to reading it like Hubert Burt the whole time oh. I was reading and then the series <laughs> yeah. came out and it was like, Kabar. And I was like, shit. <laughs> it's kind read. of like Puglia and Puglia. Yeah, yeah. Laura and I interviewed a bride who got married <laughs> in Italy and we couldn't work out it was Puglia. Yeah. But Puglia. it was Puglia, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we couldn't figure Puglia. it out. Yeah. Not exactly um, cultured All right. with those words, but okay, let's get into it. Okay. So these are questions from our listeners. Yes. Um, we're loving your DMs and we also love um, hearing people's stories as well. Um, from what we put up, we put a funny meme up of, you know, a mother-in-law rocking up to a bride's <laughs> wedding wearing a wedding dress and she posted it on Twitter um, and it was quite funny. So we've had lots of... Um, messages about that which is quite hilarious so funny and yeah we do we absolutely love receiving the dms on the account because it just it 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 makes the content that we're talking about so much more real and it's so interesting to hear everybody's stories so and then once we posted that it was amazing how many people had really similar in-law issues um so i think we're yeah we're getting quite a few so we may even delve into the in-law side of a wedding yeah or if you actually have a funny story shoot us a message maybe perhaps we can um you can tell it on the podcast episode yeah that's it you've got a really funny wedding story (laughs) okay Okay. so question one so instagram and pinterest are my go-to digital inspiration but i'm unsure if putting together what is shown in the image is too much for a wedding <laughs> well you're planning a wedding almost next year mm. do you would you look at pinterest and instagram and try and emulate exactly what you see yes yeah it's am, it's it's amazing i i think a lot of i think oh, every 90%. bride we've interviewed have said that they send photos from pinterest yep. and instagram to the suppliers yep. and want them to copy it is Which, that a bad idea no creative with any um, confidence in their ability will copy anything. Um, they will take inspiration from the pictures and put their own creative spin on it. So I think couples or brides because, I mean, I don't get many messages from my grooms with flowers or colour palettes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is, it's very generalised, but it is mostly the brides just from experience. Um But yeah, a lot of the time they send us, I actually don't ask for wedding related inspiration. They can send me as much as they want, but I don't take 
wedding related inspiration as the forefront of our really? creative what do no, you take um life inspiration like you might want to have a beautiful wedding but everything about you you love scandal interior you're a really minimalistic so person would you suggest so a bride to set up a pinterest board but not with wedding related stuff more about can, them as a couple and I what colors so. they yep. like yeah absolutely and like absolutely throw in wedding related like you know you, you don't want to suddenly receive a bouquet that's like an old school lollipop <laughs> round rose bouquet just because that's what a creative decided to give mm. you but yeah I, th- I think it's much more important to delve into the aesthetic of the venue um the style of the couple um what their interests are outside like if you're a really big hip-hop fan then you know we're going to want to include like some really cool floor decal that's got like a hip-hop quote on it or we're going to want to include things like that keep it personal and keep it relevant to the couple so I think a lot of people need to be really wary that Instagram is an incredible source of inspiration but no creative will copy another creative's work so you're never going to get the exam I mean, look some will um but I don't know how many people would look at them and call them creative then. So I think everyone's going to put their own spin on it. Couple need to be open to that. If they're not open to that voice at really early on with this, with your suppliers, because creativity can get, it is subjective, right? Mm. It's all based on the person's opinion. I might think something's lavender and you might think it's purple. Like it's all based on personal opinion, but I definitely do think that you've just got to be a little bit wary of putting a incredible styled shoot photo to your um, creatives and asking them to emulate exactly that when a styled shoot is designed to showcase specific things like their stationary stationary or the florals or an entire table setting unless you've got a budget that just is never ending you're not going to be able to afford all those things. So I think you need to really pull out what you like about an image and communicate that to your creative rather than saying this is what I want because chances are it's not achievable from budget and the creative is not just going to copy it either. Mm. It's an in- it's an interesting one as well because you've got to be really mindful um, online that, you know, they're doing a table setting for potentially six people not 60, not 160, just six. Oh, yeah. You know, so like they're going to have incredible cutlery, um, amazing plating, yeah. the best paper, overhead so you've installation. Keep in perspective you've how many keep... guests they might perhaps, it looks like they're going to have. Absolutely. And that's why it does look so great. And or, that's why it does look so great. You know, those yep. destination weddings, they're only having 30 people. So, yes. And as we've talked about before, you did say that the reason why weddings go up is the amount of guests that you have. So yes, it's per yeah, that's head. a big reason. Yeah. So if you're having less guests, you can have more flowers or lighting or spend more money on this, yeah, you know, exactly. your table setting. But if you're having a larger group of people, that's, you know, you're not going to be having pe- perhaps what you see on Pinterest or Instagram. Totally not. Much. No. And You've got to make sacrifices. You and do. You do. And not every couple is like that. Like, gosh, there is some incredible planners in Australia that do like weddings that would, would be costing you two and three and four hundred thousand mm. dollars. They, you know, they have all the bells and whistles and, and there are definitely planners and couples alike out there that, you know, have the luxury of having these incredible weddings that are absolutely 
the bigger the better. Mm. Um, so when you but not sign couples on mm-hmm. um, as a client or whatever, mm. do you send them like a pro forma? Like what what do you like as a couple? What, you know, colours are, you know, how do you yeah. go about working with them? I'm a very visual person. So as much as I can do on email, I do on email, but I meet my couples face-to-face every single time. If we can, I like to do like over covid I was on Skype and Zoom so much because I just find it – I find couples feel more comfortable to talk to you if they know who you are rather than through a form or through an email and they're going to be more honest. And I think honesty in the very beginning of wedding planning is probably one of the most important things, especially from a creative side. So I might take an image and be like, you know, do you love berry tones? And they're like, yeah, I do. And in my head, berry tones include like, you know, fire engine red. But in their head, they might be like, so I you, hate you red. I need to see them. Can you provide them. me a photo of the berry colour that yeah, you're particularly interested yeah. in? Yeah, and I, I think, I, I, think you, I sit down with people and I meet them every quarter. So we sit down face to face every three months. Um, and discuss sort of where we're at and where we're up to. But especially if, if it comes to the creative side and it's time to sit down and do their style file, meeting face-to-face is a non-negotiable for mm-hmm. me um, because I also get to be able to bring them linen samples, candle samples, paper samples. So they might be like, well, you know what? I don't want a, a, a soft jade tablecloth. Yuck, green tablecloths, no thank you. But then when they see the tablecloth laid with the napkin, laid with the plating, laid with the paper, it's not at all what they thought it would be. And so creatively to, to talk with couples and let them know, hey, you don't always just to have to do exactly what everyone else is doing. The only way to do it is face-to-face. Yeah. Mm. And it brings that, I mean, when we started talking about my wedding planning, well, when I did with Laura, and, you know, my partner and I, we, you know, live in Torquay and live a beach lifestyle and my partner surfs and everything in my house is white. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Laura said, why don't we have like, you know, food trucks and lighting and you could have, you know, hamburgers getting handed around with your names kind of like imprinted in the, in you know, on top of the hamburger box. Mm. Like, you know, you're getting a Macca's kind of delivery and... Um, that so you'd have that kind of conversation with yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, and just make it more relevant to them. I mean, there's nothing worse. Everyone's individual. Totally, mm. and there's nothing worse going to a wedding and being like, oh, wow, this looks them. exactly like and the last wedding them. we went to and it's not them. Yeah. Totally, totally. Well, that's some yeah. good advice there. Mm. So you stay that's off Pinterest one. and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, Don't come obsess. to the bridal journey. You yeah. need the inspiration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so question two. Yes. Why do blogs and online publications only ever seem to advertise weddings mm. of the beautiful people? <laughs> <laughs> this is why you. Why is this? I feel like this is a personal attack. Um, it makes the end result for us normal people seem less somehow. So, yeah, I've got no. this message a few times from people trolling me. No, mm. don't go out and troll me and message me on the bridal journey because. Some people say that it's not diverse enough what I'm posting, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it's really interesting. And while I've had people troll me about the um, diversification of persons of colour on my Instagram, which Mm. is really interesting because it's highly untrue if you scroll past the first three um, 
tiles, but also most accounts are posting what comes to them. Most accounts are not posting um, some random wedding that you potentially pick up or they're all paid. the time or so they're paid. I you post know my clients and if I don't have certain clients of a particular monetary demographic or some, then I'm not posting them because that's not my business but model. That, that's the same with, um, you know, a lot of the things that I post is yep. a photographer or supplier will reach out mm-hmm. and pay for a post. Yep. Like I do promotional paid posting. So yeah. a lot of well, my posts Well, it's a business, are, right? Yeah. This is a business. So a lot of the posts, um, you know, are paid posts mm-hmm. or you know, from a a various supplier. So Mm -hmm. I'm posting those weddings where, you know, I don't... They've come to you and they've they've put themselves forward to you. Absolutely. I think... um I, I, I mean, I, if I didn't have a, I'm so anti, um, I'm super anti Facebook and I'm starting to get Instagram's becoming a little bit more keyboard warrior like, so I'm getting a little bit off it as well. But I think that people need to be really careful and remind themselves that these tiles are the best of certain people's lives that they permit they're not the worst they're not gonna post a photo of their wedding taken from someone's iphone that's got a terrible filter over the top of it that's not done by a professional they're gonna post a professional image often you know working hard on their fitness absolutely yeah they're ever gonna be you know it's not a normal average the way that you generally look no because it's your big wedding day Put in a lot of Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think that oh, I think like people put so much um, emphasis on what happens on online publications. And I think on one aspect, it's really good. I think on one aspect, it's really bad. You know, I've come from a background and in my old job, sex sells, mm. sex sells, marketing 101. I learned it 15 years ago at uni. I still apply it today. Um some companies market their product and brand to a specific look and feel, uh, which they or some people may deem sexy, high-end, um, and some may just appreciate the beauty. Some people may aspire to the the um, brand's beauty and what they see and others can just think it's too much and mm. I think that's all in the eye of the person that's looking at it. Um, you know, talking about paperback publications, Hello May, Together Journal, they – Um, showcase beautiful diversity um, potentially a lot more openly than you may be able to find online they feature what we know as real weddings a lot more um, weddings of couples of all different ages races genders demographics lifestyles blah 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 uh, which allows their readers to be able to relate Um, but you know online online you pick up a magazine and it's there in front of your eyes online is now an algorithm thing So if you're not constantly interacting with one particular brand, you're not constantly going to see pop up in your feed everything that they post. So you may just see one or two posts here and there that you deem, oh, they're only putting up beautiful people. Mm. But if you actually go back into their feed, they've got a lot more diversification. It's just what pops up into your particular feed. Um, You know, it's also an online thing where it's clickbait, right? Mm. So if you're not clicking and liking images that reference certain demographics, certain lifestyles, certain um, things, 
then potentially it's not going to pop up on your feed. I mean, if I go onto my personal Instagram account and go into the search engine, mm. all I see up there is like <laughs> travel destinations. Yeah, mine's <laughs> you know, all baby stuff. All stuff that I've clicked on or I've gone deeper on, that's what I see. If I go into my business account, all I see is wedding. Mm. At the moment, it's all floral related yeah because I'm finalizing a floral brief at the moment so I'm like super deep in a lot of Japanese flower artists and a lot of American florists so that's all that's popping up on my search feed the more you click the more you save the more you bookmark the more you see so I don't think it's necessarily about only putting beautiful people up I think it's more about what you see and at the end of the day beauty's in the the eye of the beholder right Mm -hmm. so what I deem beautiful might not be what you deem beautiful that doesn't mean it's not beautiful Mm. it just means it's different Mm. and I think people can get it online trolls can get oh god I was listening to um I was actually listening to Mamma Mia out loud the other day and Holly Wainwright was talking about the backlash and abuse she caught from trolls um about a piece she wrote about pete evans Mm, the controversial chef and it's just i think people need to just um if you don't like it don't click on it if you don't like what they're showing don't follow them um there is an incredible amount of diversification there but i think people also need to remember that behind an instagram account there's a real human (laughs) that's Mm. running a business three quarters of the time and they're doing what the business is directing them to do. So I don't think anyone in this day and age is purposefully choosing a certain type of person just because I think there's a lot more to it than that. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I don't know. It's a hard (laughs) one. (laughs) Okay. Question three. Question three. So I see all the same vendors always working together on Instagram. Is there Mm. a click that they are all a part of? (laughs) Do you see that? Not being like a specific vendor yourself. Yeah, Yeah. weddings that I'm posting, they tend to um, be the same uh, group of suppliers. All the time. Yeah, Yeah. I see popping up that are working together. Yeah, Um, yeah. Do you think it's just like a popularity thing as in those same weddings as what we were talking about earlier with Instagram is people see a wedding, they love that wedding, then they want to copy the suppliers and then it's just a flow-on effect. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean like – from my point at Wonderlust Creative, we only use reputable suppliers that we can trust. We trust their service. We trust their ability. So, you know, if you trust somebody and your friends had them or somebody that you, you look at on Instagram and aspire to have your wedding like has had mm, them, mm. then unless they've come out and badmouthed them virally, <laughs> you know that you're pre- probably pretty lucky and set with employing exactly the same people to create something magical mm. for you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I know like certain supply, it's so hard because we, we can't go back to a wedding tomorrow and redo it. If a supplier stuffs it up, we get one chance to make this incredible. And you talk to every vendor, no vendors, any different. You talk to a planner, they've got 10 suppliers pressure on Mm -hmm. them. You talk to a supplier, they've got their own business pressure on them. So every single supplier has got that cloud hanging over them that they don't get to redo this they have to do it well and they only get one shot and so if that means that a let's just say a photographer works really well with a videographer Mm -hmm. they know where each other stands they know what each other capture they know how to make 
the images flow in a video and produce something different from a different perspective, say from the videographer than what the photographer is capturing, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. all to flow in as one beautiful cohesive collective then they're going to work together all the time because it makes their jobs easier and makes what they deliver to the couples better. Yeah, so when you are, you know, if you find a photographer that you absolutely love, perhaps it's a good idea looking through their Instagram and seeing Mm. what suppliers they've worked with in the past. Because, you know, you want that kind of team that all know each other and, you know, it makes their life easier as well. Um, Yeah, you know, if they're all in sync and have worked together before as well, it makes, you know, everything kind of joined together really nicely, I think. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, like for, for, for us, like stylist and florist relationship, one of our strongest relationship is with a florist um, because their talent reflects your work and your ideas are reflected in their talent. And so, you know, whose ability channels what we're kind of searching for, for our couple's style and aesthetic, that doesn't mean that we will be working with exactly the same photographer, florist for every couple. Mm. Every couple is different. They all want different things. Every florist has a different style. So we don't work with one particular florist, but we definitely do know whose ability or whose style of floristry will suit which client the best. Mm. And then that's who we who we generally work with because we know that we're going to get the best aesthetic out of particular suppliers because we, you know, we know and trust their work. I think in a wedding this is one area where you you do not take a punt and hope for the best because you don't get do-overs. I think you've got to be really really careful you know and like you said before looking through um suppliers um instagram it's recommendations isn't it mm. 90% of our business is based on referrals or recommendations yeah it's like if instagram died tomorrow it probably wouldn't affect me as severely as some other people because we've been lucky enough to have incredible um relationships with couples um, and then they're and vendors, and then therefore, you know, we all kind of come in together and work together and recommend together, so that we know that couples are getting the best of the best of what they can afford, yeah. or even a good idea. Like if you're someone that perhaps isn't on Instagram or can't be bothered, mm. um, asking those suppliers, you know, who do you work with? Yeah, who's really great for you know? They're going to know. They're the ones that Absolutely. work with these people all the time. Um, ask them for their suggestions as well Um, you know yeah if you find a florist or something you know can you recommend someone that you know does amazing stationery yes Um, because they're going to know absolutely and I think like I mean the couples that we've spoken to that have had destination weddings even if they've been based in Sydney or Melbourne and just gone to Byron Mm. they have all said we ask the venue who usually works there yeah, and who they are and we the use their, you know, recommended yeah. or preferred suppliers. They're not going to recommend someone's shit. No, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, most of your – if your vendors are good and they've heard some questionable potential or they've experienced, not necessarily mm. heard, I think you've got experienced questionable behaviour, mm-hmm. then, you know, I definitely know from our perspective we'll always – let our couples know if we've got any concerns because yeah. couples are investing a lot of money and like I said you only get to do this once so there's no um I don't think there's any point in um going with people that are not reputable okay. I think it's really important okay yeah 
So next week on Wedding Planning Q&A, we talk about your wedding venue, one of the hardest and biggest first decision decisions you have to make <laughs> when starting your wedding planning journey. Things to think about before you go to look at a space, questions to ask while you're there and pros and cons to consider before you pull the trigger and make your selection. That sounds Ooh, like an amazing gonna episode. going to be a good one. So if you have a question or you'd like our advice, simply record your message and slide on into our Instagram, which is at the you and me podcast, um, or leave us an email with your message attached to hello at the you and me podcast.com. Um, and please, 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 we beg you subscribe. Uh, make sure you leave a review for the podcast. Yes. Preferably five-star review. <laughs> and Someone's, preferably nice words yeah, about how great. amazing it is. <laughs> <laughs> so then we can keep going and we, we, you know, the better, you know, more downloads and reviews we get, we can do some really amazing giveaways and, um, you know, offer you guys more stuff. So thanks. Thanks for Bye. listening.